This is Pivot Perspectives with Chris O'Byrne, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they've learned on their road to success and get exclusive access on how to implement their success into your life and business. Pivot Perspectives is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Chris O'Byrne. Cassie, thank you so much for joining the show today. Super excited to have you here. I've really been looking forward to this. Of course. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to get to get chatting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to ask questions that are of interest to me and yeah. just hope that everybody else finds them as interesting. So um, yeah. first thing I'd like to know is, is what's the story from your childhood that you feel was important to helping you become who you are today? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, it's so funny because a lot of my friends hold inner child workshops. Have you heard of those? Yes. When, when I've done them, you know, a lot of times you look back and it's like, what would I tell my younger self? And I was always such like a headstrong, vivacious, like super passionate outgoing little kid that I'm like, what would my younger self tell me now? You know, now that I've gone through this thing called life for about 33 years here, um, I think I just I, I innately always enjoyed performing. I was always a people person. Um, I had begged my parents since, I mean, since I could talk to take acting classes and dancing classes and singing classes. I always wanted to just perform. I enjoyed genuinely enjoyed seeing a smile, you know, seeing smiles on people's faces and feeling like I was a part of that, you know, whether it be, like I said, singing or dancing or acting, I just always loved performing for people and always loved, like I said, putting a smile on people's faces. Um, so yeah, I mean, I had begged them and then finally got into acting classes. I think when I was maybe eight years old about and started auditioning in Miami when I was 10, uh, God bless my mother taking me back and forth from Parkland to Miami for every casting call, you know, whether it be commercial work or modeling, you know, work back in the day. Um, so in the terms of my career, I just, you know, I always, I, I was headstrong and I, I did not have a plan B. I didn't believe in plan Bs. I was always like, you know what, this is what I want to do. And this is what I will do. You know, I'm, I'm really manifested that. Um, and yeah, you know, I wound up going out to LA for the first time when I was 14, I actually had a screen test for Hannah Montana, which is a fun little fact. Um, Miley's amazing, super happy for her, <laughs> but, but that was actually my first time, um, out in LA for work. So, um, and then from there, you know, I just, I didn't really, you know, put me down that I didn't book this job. I was just more eager and more excited and more grateful for the connections I'd made. And I did a little more work with Disney and then, you know, the rest is history. I, I love what I do. And I guess the, to answer your question, um, childhood to now and, and how my childhood and who I am shaped who I am today, I was just very passionate and very, you know, I always had that mentality to never give up as cliche as it may sound. I also have a very supportive family. Um, you know, being in this industry from a very young age can be super difficult on a family. My mom, you know, bringing me out to LA back and forth and my parents are still together. So, you know, having to constantly, 
either we had to come back to Florida or my father had to fly out, you know, out to visit us. And, you know, it's just, it was so amazing and is to this day, just the support that they were able to give me back then, of course, financially as well, you know, a child wanting to do this type of work and all the flights and all the driving back and forth all over the place. But um, also just, uh, you know, the, the love and affection that I was given. And that really helped me and fueled me and can, you know, helped me continue on the path because there is a lot of rejection in the industry I'm in and you have to have thick skin. If you don't, I highly suggest, uh, you know, thinking twice if this is what you want to do, because it, it is hard, you know? Um, but if you want it bad enough and you love it enough, which, you know, it is the love of my life, the, the entertainment industry, uh, then you just, you got to stay at it. You got to stick with it. So, uh, definitely having a wonderful supportive family, my parents and my siblings. And um, yeah, just not really letting anything get in my way along the way from childhood to now. I really was that kind of child, which amazes me looking back. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know, I guess ignorance is bliss, right? The older you get, <laughs> the tougher, the tougher life can can seem to get at times. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah. How hard is it to break into acting? I mean, how persistent do you have to be? Very persistent. <laughs> um, you know, everybody's journey is different. And for some people, it happens right away, you know, breaking through or booking that big first job. My first job um, in the acting industry was I was an extra in a Burger King commercial, not featured extra, not nothing like that. I was just in the background. I believe uh, for this commercial, I was in karate gear, I guess, I don't, I don't remember exactly how it went down because it's a long time ago now, but um, I was an extra and I just remember being so excited about that role, right? I, you know, I was so, it's just so, you know, exciting as a kid being on a set and seeing all the cameras and being in, be, you know, being in a place that you've dreamt of being, the set, right? So um, for me, you know, it definitely took it took some time, you know, but with every job, I just got m even more passionate and wanted it even more, as well as with every trial and tribulation. Um, I, I I think I'm, you know, the type of person who I, I think I like a little bit of a challenge. Sometimes I like to prove people wrong or I like to prove, you know, even if it's not prove people wrong, that's more this day and age, right? Breaking out of certain stereotypes that I've, of roles that I've played. But when I was younger, I just wanted to really prove to myself, I guess, that I could do this. And honestly, I just never had any doubt. I didn't. And I think that's a huge part of it. I think mindset is everything, you know, really oh, yeah. believing and seeing yourself as an actor or whatever it is that, you know, somebody wants, whatever it is that someone may want to be in life. Right. Um, it's really seeing it and, and imagining it and believing it and manifesting that. So it's not easy, but it's absolutely worth it. Um, and I think, yeah, all the challenges I have gone through, um, in the industry have, has made me fall in love with it even more. You know, it's, it, it gives you thick skin and it makes you, you know, appreciative that the, the low moments make the high moments so much better and so much more grand and delicious. So um, <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm grateful for it all. And uh, like I said, it's not easy, but it is 100% worth it if you love what you do. <laughs> well, so what are some of those low points or struggles that you hit? What, what were some of the rough spots? Um, 
Well, you know, the thing with the entertainment industry, you can be, um, and I'm not speaking just about myself, you know, anybody can be absolutely incredible. The, the most wonderful actor in the world even, right? But a lot of times it's just timing or a look thing. I mean, there are a million different reasons as to why things at times may not go your way. And that's frustrating because in other, um, you know, careers, you know, you go to school, you work hard, you work your way up. There's a little more of, um, it's just, it's not all, it's not as all over the place as the entertainment industry. You know what I mean? Like there's not necessarily any specific steps in our industry. It's sometimes it's timing. Sometimes it's, you know, when, you know, hard work meets opportunity. I know there's a, a quote, something like that out there, but it really is true, you know, persistence. And, and that means meets a certain opportunity or, um, you just happen to cross paths with, with the, you know, with someone who truly believes in your talent, you, it, you just, you never know. So I think that the challenges would be moments where you really just want to be working because you love it more than anything in the world. But, you know, there are steps to getting there and, um, it's, it's not always up to you or how great you are or how hard you work or how many classes you take, you know, that there, it can be, there could be a million reasons as to why you don't book something. So I think that the challenging moments for me have been when I'm not working because I'm happiest when I'm on set. That's my happy place. Um, other than that, you know, facing being stereotyped, that's something that um, I've dealt with my whole life and um, you know, something I, I fight, quite often to, um, to break down, to break down those stereotypes. So that's another challenge. There are many challenge that, challenges that come with being in the industry. Hollywood is a really fast paced, intense town. Um, there are a lot of people out there that are, uh, you know, that want the same, that have the same goal and the same dreams. So, um, it's just a really tough city. And you've got to, like I said, you've got to find your tribe, you know, make sure you have that support, um, check in with yourself often and your mental health, mental health check-ins are very important to me. Um, it's something I preach often about mental health. It also is, you know, very, goes very hand in hand with the work I do with my nonprofit boo to bullying. There's a big parallel between, you know, bullying and mental health, whether that be someone else bullying you or, or are you bullying yourself, the self-bully? So it's really about just sticking it out, continuously championing yourself and those around you. Um, but it is a very hard industry with a lot of challenging moments because it is very up and down. You can feel, you know, on, on top of the mountain one day and then, you know, at, at, while you're working and then, you know, six months later, it, it's you're, you're struggling to find a job or you're struggling to, I should say, book a job. I've always been very blessed to um, have remained like, you know, only in working in the industry and my, with, you know, my charity work, but there are a lot of people out there that are busting their butts, you know, on the side, working three different jobs, whether it's Uber or it's bartending or it's waitressing. Um, it's a tough industry, but if you want it bad enough, then, you know, you stick it out. So that's what I've, that's what I've done. <laughs> Find the positive like those moments, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It affects your entire life, and oh yeah, your, again, your your mental health, your happiness. It's it's that mindset that is so huge. Um, Absolutely. 
So switching gears a little bit, because I've always wondered this, as an actor, what is the business side like for you? Like your business as an actor, what does that look like? I would say as an actor, if we're not talking about the business side when it comes to agents and managers and your lawyers and all of that, um, your business, your job, your duty is to really perfect your craft. It's staying on top of classes, which can be really expensive. Like I said, it's it. there are challenging moments for actors when they're not when they haven't worked for six months, sometimes a year. Um, but the business side, I would say, is just like really perfecting your craft and and um, keeping your your mental health in check, too, because like I said, the the industry can be really challenging and the, just the city in general can be very um, intense, as I said earlier. And I can't think of a better word at the moment, but I'm sure yeah. it will come to me. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the only thing, really, you know, continuously putting yourself out there as best as you can. Um, I think, you know, for a lot of actors, at least myself, finding other other creative outlets. You know, I'm now getting into producing. Um, I would love to write one day, direct, just keeping busy and keeping in classes when you can. Um, and, you know, obviously I know that there's challenges there for some people. I've been very blessed to have been able to, you know, stay in classes throughout my career and work with some incredible coaches, but that's really all it is, you know, for the actor. It's, yeah. it's continuously sharpening those tools in the toolbox and staying on point with what you love to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, like I can that. say the small things like making sure you have current headshots or, you know, you know, um, nowadays, obviously there's social media, keeping in touch with fans, continuously putting out content. I guess that's more of the new world that we live in. Yeah. But as an actor, your only job really uh, is to continue to pursue what you love and work on your craft. This sounds very easy, but some of these intent, these, um, oh, yeah. you know, these workshops and I've done lots of uh, master classes and I've worked with such incredible, like I said, incredible coaches and it's, they can be really, uh, they can be really, once again, intense. <laughs> That's the word of the day, but they can be, you know, you're really digging in. It's, it's almost acting is the same thing as psychology. You know, it's really getting to know, uh, how the human brain works. And then it's taking that and, you know, utilizing it when, whenever you step into a new role, how, how does this person think, whoever that character may be, right. And journaling about it and, and researching, you know, depending on what you're, if you're playing a doctor, then you need to do some research to make sure you carry yourself like a doctor would, that you know how to properly hold the tools that a, a surgeon or, you know, you know, would hold or whatever it may be. So it's really acting really is to me, it feels like psychology and uh, it's just really knowing yourself and being vulnerable, which can be super hard for people um, to really open up in that way. And uh, vulnerability is a huge part of it. I would say being able to be open and vulnerable and um, really dig into whatever character you are about to play, whether that, even if that's just in your acting class, right. That's still, that's still your work. It's still very important to give your 100%, um, on the sidelines when you're not, you know, in the game, when you're not on the set. 
<laughs> so to speak. Yeah. 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 It, it's a, a lot of similarities really with, with every other entrepreneur out there, the creative yeah. outlets, the focusing and, and, and really working on your craft and making sure you're good at what you do and you understand it. And, and the balancing act, creating content, every entrepreneur is. Yeah. Has to consider that now. Um, and that's so, difficult yeah. as well, especially oh, yeah. someone like me, when I started acting, there was no social media. So it's been difficult navigating this new world um, because, you know, I went out to Los Angeles to be an actress, not to be an influencer. You know, I, I went out right. years, years and years ago because I loved acting. I loved stepping into these different characters and doing my research and really understanding people in general and, and connecting with people and performing. And I am absolutely so in love with, with acting, with the, you know, the craft of acting. And um, it's, it is hard, you know, just having, feeling like you have to now put out all of this content and, you know, to stay relevant or to stay up with the times, whatever it may be, because that's, not my passion. If I'm being honest, I love connecting with people. That's my passion. But, you know, I didn't go out to LA to be an influencer, to make TikTok videos, which I have all the respect in the world for people who are influencers. I think, I mean, I love, I love scrolling down my social media and watching, you know, people's dances or get ready with me videos, whatever it may be, but it's just personally not my passion. So it is tough feeling like you have to keep up with, um, with social media and content, you know, when that's, it, it's just, it's, um, it's the new normal, honestly. And it's, um, it can be yeah. challenging for me personally, for other people, not so much. Some people love it. And there are times when I, when I do enjoy it, but also I really do like being present in the moment. And I feel like nowadays, you know, if you go into a restaurant, half of the restaurant is videotaping their food, you know, or, you know, and, you know, and, and get, once again, there's no hate here. It's just for me. Um, like I said, I, I love acting. I love performing and it's, um, on, on, you know, on a set rather than creating my own content, but I'm trying to get better because I do want to, also just continue to give the fans, my fans and, and my supporters, I don't even, I hate the word fans, actually. It makes me feel so uncomfortable. But um, the people who have supported me, whether it's from the beginning or, you know, maybe they just found me now, you know, watching one of my films or one of my shows that's streaming. But I want to be able to give them some content and connect with them, of course. But um, I'm definitely still learning how to navigate how to navigate that <laughs> or how to, how to be better yeah. and how, yeah. How, yeah. And how to make it a little more conducive to my lifestyle. You know, everyone has their, everyone's content creating is also very different. So I'm trying to find right. the things that I'm already passionate about. Like I love cooking. So maybe I'll start, you know, posting uh, a few more videos. That's a little easier. Cause I'm in the house. I can pop the, the camera behind me and just do my thing opposed to videotaping everything when I'm out in public, trying to enjoy my time with my family and my friends or my boyfriend. So, um, right. yeah, really, uh, a, a new world, a new, a new age, but I'm doing my best to, um, I guess to, to understand it and to 
like I said, give my supporters hopefully more content um, in the in the near future. <laughs> yeah, that that content it's, that's a whole business unto itself, and it really is I, time consuming. It is. I know somebody who pays seventy thousand a month for a team to manage his content. He's still creating the videos, but that whole machine. Oh yeah. 70,000 a month. It's a job in itself. And you know, when yeah. you, when I am auditioning and when we're not on strike and, you know, I also have the charity that I serve as vice president for boot to bullying. It's really hard to find time to create content, but I'm trying my best. Like I said, you know, I want to give the people who follow me on social media, um, everything I can, you know, with, with, of course you have to set boundaries in life. You have to also live a little, be present, be in the moment, travel, enjoy your, enjoy your loved ones. But, uh, I'm definitely trying to get a little better at it, but it is definitely, it's, um, it's been a challenge for me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So who have been some of the like key influences or mentors in your life? Ooh, that's a good question. There's so many in so many different aspects of my life. I I, everyone in my family, you know, I look up to and um, they're definitely big. They all have a big influence in my life in the best way. Um, some of my acting coaches have become my biggest mentors. You know, they've seen the most vulnerable sides of me. They've, you know, helped me with, you know, pursuing the thing I love most in this world. So I'm very grateful, grateful to a lot of my mentors who were, you know, my acting coaches and, um, you know, certain, honestly, I have some incredible friends that I really look up to in the, that are in the industry and friends that are not in the industry that have really inspired me. Um, and, you know, I, one of my friends, Maya Stojan, I, she's, she inspires me quite often. My friend, Alexis Silvaggio inspires me quite often. Um, Maya's an actress and Alexa does a lot of things. She's certified breathwork coach. And, you know, she did a TEDx talk about a year or two ago. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've been really blessed to have found a really great group of friends out in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, you know, I have my, I'm so lucky. I also have my best friend from, from home in Los Angeles, Brittany. Uh, her name is Brittany Sugarman. She's a dancer. And it's so nice to have my hometown, a hometown best friend in, in, you know, that intense city. Right. But <laughs> um, many different mentors. I mean, like I said, I, I honestly, I've met strangers that have inspired me beyond belief. You know, um, I have, you know, worked with different activists that have really inspired me it's not it's so hard that's such a hard question because like I said like I'm sure somebody on the street yesterday inspired me in some way when I was walking my dog you know I, I really try to find um I really try to pull as much as I can from as many wonderful people as I can so the list can go on and on and on but I would say you know First and foremost, just in my family, a lot of my coaches, you know, have been my mentors throughout the years. And I think that I found a really wonderful tribe of friends that ha that inspire me daily. So yeah, I'm very lucky. <laughs> you are. Yeah. And, and I like what you said about the, the strangers, because it's a, a matter of you find what you look for. And if you're looking for inspiration in everybody you meet, you're going to find it. It's Absolutely. Just 
I was speaking to the woman who cleaned my teeth today, the dental hygienist, Sandy. And I was extremely inspired by her. She's writing this amazing book. So I really do try to, I don't know, um, like you said, you, you get, I guess you, how'd you, you phrase that pretty well. I'm like, can you rephrase that? I got to write that in my notes. You, you say you get Uh, You, you, you find what you look for. You find what you look for. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see what you look for. That comes back to you. I do feel that, you know, I do, I do like to practice gratitude as much as possible. So I think that you do, you know, get what you put in, in a, in a sense, you know? Um, So yeah, like I said, the list goes on. I might from my still hygienist to my mother, to my grandmother, to my father, my siblings, boyfriend, (laughs) acting coaches. The list really goes on. I mean, I pull inspiration from so many different places and people, just depending on what I'm going through in my life. So, yeah. Nice. So I definitely want to give some time to talking about boot to bullying. And what, as you go into that to talk about it, what do you do as the vice president? That's a long list as well. <laughs> um, as the vice president, you know, there are many duties uh, that for a vice president of a nonprofit, um, everything from being a part of the finance committee and making sure that we're budgeting properly to uh, reaching out to different school districts, making sure that um, we're constantly coming up with creative campaigns or, uh, you know, a, a lot of event pl- planning happens to fall on my lap. For example, we have an event coming up on the 30th and I'm on weekly calls, but, you know, daily endless texts with uh, our wonderful and very committed committee for this event. So it's, you know, sitting on those committees, um, making the phone calls, showing up, whether it's uh, at a school assembly. I've spoke at many of our school assemblies Um you know, I started off as an ambassador, actually, but I've spoken at many school assemblies and on many panels, um, you know, just really raising awareness, like I said, budgeting. Um, what else? Uh, there's so much really I don't know, <laughs> helping, you know, when we have a social media right now, we don't have a social media manager. But when we have had one in the past, you know, getting hopping on calls with them and find, finding creative ways to um, engage with people and to support, you know, people on social media or whatnot. I think my dad just walked in the door. Hello. Oh no, he did not. (laughs) Um, I I thought I heard something back there. I'm like, Ooh, (laughs) um, but anyway, uh, yeah, the list goes on, but the most important thing is to, you know, for myself, as well as Dimitri Halkidis, who is the president of our organization, it's being a leader and being there for the people on your board and being there for your ambassadors and, you know, being at as many events and, you know, as many different parades as we can, whatever it may be. It's just as much as we can, you know, push our mission statement and, you know, follow our mission. That's the most important thing. (laughs) So what does Buddha bullying do? Yeah, so bullying is, uh, this is actually actually our 10th year as a 501c3, um, our 10th anniversary, which we're very proud of. And um, our main focus is school assemblies. We like to get into these schools, create a safe space, share our stories, and hear from the students. 
every school is different. We speak with, um, you know, teachers and administration principals prior to get a feel for the climate of that particular school and to hear about the issues that that school might be facing. Every school is different. Every um, grade, honestly, you know, deals with different um, issues surrounding bullying. So we like to get a feel for what's going on in that school and just create a safe space, you know, um, and uh, teaching the kids that also vulnerability is a superpower, being honest, being open, standing up for others, you know, not being a bystander, which are people that just stand around while, while other people are getting bullied. But, you know, teaching them also about self-love, because I think so much stems from self-love. We also talk a lot about the self-bully, right? The opposite of self-love. And, and self-love is really just, it's acceptance. It's accepting who you are. It doesn't mean you're suddenly perfect, so now you can love yourself, right? It's, hey, this is who I am. And, you know, I accept all the good, the bad, and the ugly. And this is what I can work on. This is what I'm proud of. Reminding yourself of, of all the things that you are proud of and, you know, everything that you are as often as you can. But also um, just accepting yourself right where you are in that moment, that's self-love. And that's something that's really important for us to teach the students. Um, you know, we obviously are, you know, we also do a lot of suicide prevention work and we heavily support the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, and I mean, the bullying work, it's just, it's, it's not one thing because I feel like bullying is at the root of all evil, all negativity, all, all the bad in the world. Right. So you can, you know, it's anti doing anti-Semitism work and anti-racism work. And like I said, working with the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, and also, you know, starting to teach kids, we have two different, um, we have two different programs for kids K through three. So it's teaching kids from a young age. It's really doing that foundational work and teaching them basically just how to be a good person. It's really not that hard, right? <laughs> but it, sometimes, you know, in life with certain challenges and whatnot, um, we we lose that. Uh, it, it can get hard, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I haven't done an interview in a while because there's nothing to promote and I'm not allowed to promote anything. So I'm a bit rusty. Um, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> We going back, we have two programs for kids, K through three. One is called Cape Nation. It stands for courage, appreciation, personal help, and education. It's all about putting on your cape and anybody can be a superhero. And then we have another program called Parker and Boo, uh, which is an animated short film that we produced alongside uh Danimation, who created this, you know, created all the animation for this wonderful little short that we did. I actually voice Parker, Rob Paulson, the iconic Rob Paulson, uh, Pinky in the Brain, Jimmy Neutron, Ninja Turtles. He plays uh, Boo, the dog, our mascot. Oh, and nice. Yeah, we just, it's it's about really finding ways to, um, to teach children from a very young age how to eradicate hate and intolerance, but on a level that they understand. Obviously, um, you know, when we go into the middle schools and high schools, it's very different. But for the kids, it's more about <clears throat> the foundational work. And that's where we <clears throat> show, show uh, Cape Nation and Parker and Boo. So yeah, school assemblies, you know, are our main focus, but it's also doing outreach and 
just constantly showing up and supporting whoever, you know, as many people as we can in, you know, whatever they need, because there are so many different bullying circumstances and um, obviously very different levels. You know, there's, you can just, there's so many different things that can be considered bullying. It doesn't discriminate, but it's really about showing up, being supportive and teaching kids and teens, the proper tools to combat bullying. Um, So yeah. (laughs) So here's a practical question. Let's say you know somebody who is a bully Mm -hmm. and, you know, let's just say middle school. What advice do you have for how Mm -hmm. to work with that child to help them? More than likely, they fully understand that they are a bully. But how do you work with them to, well, ultimately to change their behavior? Here's the thing. Hurt people hurt people. So the the number one thing you do is find out what's going on. Nobody, for the most part, who is extremely happy and living in a very healthy, happy household, um, who feels supported, who's proud of themselves, who garner self-love, those people don't bully. So it's really getting to the root of the issue. Why is this person bullying? And when we do go into these schools and speak, a lot of times afterwards, students will come up and share that they have been bullying, but the reasons as to why, what's going on, you know, back in their home. Um, You know, a lot of times kids bring to school what they see in their household. So the number one thing and the the answer to that is figuring out the the root cause and the issue. I'm not a psychologist, but I do feel like um, I, I I've always just I've been really I, I feel like I get people. So I'm I'm I really enjoy helping people find out what that you know doing the best I can um, to find out what that might be. And then you know if I feel like a student is probably needing counseling or to speak to or something's not, you know, something's happening at home that's not safe, then, you know, we reach out to people who are able to handle those types of circumstances. But for the most part, it is getting to the issue, um, the root cause. And, you know, I, I like to tell kids as well, you know, if you're feeling bullied or, you know, you're bullying because you're lashing out due to something that's going on in your life, in my opinion, the best thing to do, of course, is number one, to talk to somebody. There is so much power in conversation. Just simply having a conversation has, can, and will continue to save lives. It's breaking the silence and getting that negativity out of your body and, you know, no, not no longer feeling isolated because I think that isolation is where that is where negativity manifests when you don't feel safe to speak out or you're embarrassed or ashamed. But the most important thing to do, if you are struggling, whether you're the bully or the bullied, whatever it may be, if you're someone that's struggling in any capacity, the most important thing to do is to not let that bottle up and to get that out immediately, you know, find somebody who you trust, who you feel safe with that will listen to you. Um, That's why Buddha bullying is here, but also, you know, whether it's a teacher or it's, a friend or, you know, um, a parent figure, it's important to, to speak up and, and to stand up for yourself. Um, but also another thing that I really, you know, I tell students is to also really focus on your passions, your, the, your hobbies, those things, 
uh, I think really help keep your mind off the negative things in life. And when you have something that you love that you get to focus on, um, it's not as easy to harp on the, the negatives. So <laughs> I think, you know, keeping, yeah. keeping positive, continuously doing what you love, making sure that you, um, speak out if you see something or if you're hurting, you know, if you're, if you're simply just, you're hurting to make sure you speak out, speak up. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of really good advice. I appreciate that. Yeah. Of um, course. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so to just kind of wrap things up at this point and to continue with the advice, what are some parting words of advice that you just like to leave with people? This is just a quote I like. No one outside of you can make you feel inferior without your consent. Love that quote. I probably messed it up because once again, with this strike, I haven't done many interviews. <laughs> in but I, I mean, you know, I think the most important thing, like I said earlier, and, you know, I talk about this often. I remind myself of this. Um, I talk to my friends about this. I talk to students about this. I think the most important thing, thing in life is is really loving yourself because once you fully and completely love yourself, which as we spoke about earlier, just means accepting yourself. I think that allows you to fully love life and to fully love people. So it's, it all starts with you. You've got to really love who you are. And um, from there, I just think if everyone could truly just love themselves, the world would be such a, a better place. You know what I mean? And obviously that's way easier said than done. There have been times in my life where I, I wasn't happy with myself for whatever reason it may be. I didn't feel like I was doing enough or booking enough jobs or whatever, whatever it may be. There could be, you know, there's a plethora of reasons as to why sometimes we just don't feel like we are at our best. But even when we're not at our best, that's when you, you know, th those are the moments you need to love yourself the most. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you need to champion yeah. yourself the most to get back on track um, and to be able to continue to do what you love and love others properly. So I think, I don't know, that just came up for me today. I say different things every time people ask me that, cause I don't like to plan conversations or anything like yeah. that. I like to be as authentic as I possibly can, but what's coming up for me today is yeah, it's self-love. And that's very, very, very important. And I feel like that word has become a bit buzzworthy. So I hope people don't hear this and think, you know, ugh, there's that word again or the hashtag self-love, but it, yeah. is, you know, it, it really, at the end of the day, it's, it means acceptance. And, and like I said earlier, it's accepting whatever's happened, whatever you've been through, you know, whatever isn't feeling good. It's all okay. It's, it's, it's okay to not always be okay, you know, and, and to just remind people that there is nothing that anyone you know, has gone through or is going through for those who might be struggling with whatever it may be, whether that's mental health or just, you know, bullying, whatever it may be. There's nothing that you're going through that someone else hasn't gone through. And there's seven plus billion people on this planet. You're not alone. And I, like I said earlier, I think that a lot of negativity manifests in isolation. So make sure that you're finding the right people to surround yourself with and that you're speaking up and speaking out and getting these negative things out of your body. Um, if you are able to seek this and you're needing it, um, therapy is wonderful as well. You know, it's, I, I really am a huge believer in breaking a lot of these stigmas. Um, you know, I think that anyone could use therapy. It's simply just speaking about, you know, about things to a third party 
person and getting things off your chest. You know, it can be from anything super minor to something really major, but therapy is, is wonderful. And I, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in that as well. So (laughs) self-love. Nice. Beautiful words of wisdom. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Of course, I appreciate it. <laughs> and thank you for allowing me to interview today. This was this is great. I, I really enjoyed the whole conversation. Me too. Thank you so much. And I'm so sorry that we've had to reschedule a few times. That's very unlike oh, me. It's been no, a lot uh, of travels and lots of life changes <laughs> with the strike and whatnot. It's been, you know, quite yeah. interesting, but We'll get through. We always do, right? <laughs> Wasn't a problem at all. Well, thank you so much again, Chris. And yeah, if you need anything, reach out to me. I did send you my EPK, which has a ton of information yeah. and photos. I don't know if you can pull them, so I can always send you uh, photos. If not, just let me know. Just email me. Right. And I was going to ask you about that. I had a couple yeah. of questions for you. Um, I did pull them out, but they weren't high resolution. Okay. So, I, yeah. I'm really... <laughs> one of my... My uh, the things I'm not good at is technology. I'm awful. So I'm going to do my best. I'm going to go try to find the iPads, <laughs> get into the WeTransfers. Um, and yeah, sure. I'll do some stuff your way. Hopefully, they, if they're not high resolution, just tell me because I don't really even know what that means half the time. I'm like, how do I just know a high resolution? Big old picture. Um, yeah. <laughs> and especially anything that you'd like uh, for the cover that we can kind of choose from. Or if there's one in particular and you're like, yeah, I want this one on the cover, then we'll make sure we use that one as well. Yeah. So, Whatever you feel, you know, you have a good feel for your magazine. I'll send you some photos that I like and I that I wouldn't that I would like for any of them to really be on the cover. And I also appreciate that. That it's an honor to be on the cover. But um, yeah, and whatever speaks to you, just go ahead, go for it. <laughs> And then the only other thing is, is there anyone you can refer me to who would love to be on the cover that you think would be a good fit for us? Ooh, um, You know, I'll think on it. I'll think on awesome. that. Um, I don't want to be. Oh, yeah. Definitely a think on it kind of thing. Yeah. So. Cause then I'll say a name like, oh, wait, I wish I said that person. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah. Think on it. And um, if I don't don't answer that question, remind me. Um, sure. But I'll think on it. I have a few ideas already. So, yeah, I'll keep you posted. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much. I'll let you get back to your day. I'm glad uh, you didn't get Novocaine today. So <laughs> I know I didn't. My teeth feel so weird though because you know when you get them clean, there's like all of a sudden spaces again and like air coming through. <laughs> I keep like playing with my teeth. It's funny, but no, yeah, definitely no Novocaine. Uh, just oh, a really much needed cleaning. <laughs> got it. But anyways, well, have a good one. Thank you for seeing me and we'll be in touch. And yeah, I'll, I will definitely think on somebody else that, um, that I can p- pass the torch to whatever they say. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Cassie. Of course. Take care. You too. Thanks for listening to Pivot Perspectives with your host, Chris O'Byrne. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advice on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we will see you on the next episode.